3: We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. Today we have the latest winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest, a farmer near Grenfell in the southeast. We have the latest market update from Saskweed and find Russia is pricing its wheat well below North American levels. The University of Saskatchewan is looking at replacing fish meal with plant protein. And we have the latest market report on feeder.
0: This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director, James Smalley.
3: Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. Today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest are Alvin and Donna Bone, who farm 2,200 acres near Grenfell, about 130 kilometers east of Regina. Alvin Bone says his harvest is about half done.
2: Oh, we started on by, I think, the 6th or 7th of September, and we're still working on the week. We've had a few breakdowns. You know how it goes, <laughs> the harvest. What percentage would be done? We are pretty close to being half done. How did the crops look this year? Oh, they they were pretty good. They're they are looking good. I can't tell you on canola, but I can tell you on the wheat, we're doing fine. Can you give any yields, any numbers yet? Yeah, we're running anywhere between 58 to 70. Depends on if you go in the low draw or you get up on top of the hill, right? So we're doing okay. Any other crops yet? Uh, Nope, that's all we had. We just had wheat and canola in this year. So, uh, yeah, we didn't have nothing else, So and we're still working on the wheat. So, we've had a few downfalls on breakdowns on combines. So, I mean, so, it's the way she goes. Describe the growing season for me. How does it compare with last year? <laughs> it's like night and day. Well, <laughs> you know, we didn't do too bad on wheat. Canola we fell apart on last year. So, I mean, didn't get no rain in July and stuff. We, we averaged 45 last year, so we didn't do too bad. But on the canola, yeah, we didn't. It, like, it, we got an average of 19, so, yeah, we're half done now. So when do you hope to wrap up? As soon as we get some nice weather here. <laughs> oh, we got two combines now. Eh? It's got another, another combine. So uh, we, if everything goes well, we should be maybe in a week. If You know, it depends on the weather, right? What's your thoughts on the prices right now? How do they look to you? Uh, compared to last year, not very good. But year before, excellent. So, I mean, we're doing, well, I guess we're doing all right. It's just that I just don't like the input costs. They're, they took off like a rocket. So, I mean, the way it usually goes is when a farmer makes a little money, he gets kicked in the butt, you know. Alvin
3: and Donna Bone farm east of Grenfell.
0: Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM.
3: This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves Troughs. An inch makes a big difference. Ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasbourg. The latest Sask Wheat Market Outlook says the U.S. lowered the world wheat and corn supply by 6 million metric tons, pointing to tight supply. However, market analyst Marlena Borsch says concern about a potential recession, interest rate hikes and inflation raise issues around concern about demand.
4: In terms of cash markets last week, we did not see any significant wheat trades during the week. We know that Russian offers were the cheapest in the market. We also hear that, quali- that there are quality problems with European origin milling wheat, particularly in Durham wheat. However, over the weekend, as already mentioned, Saudi Arabia Sago confirmed that purchased 556,000 tons of wheat for arrival November through February at an average price of 372 U.S. CFR. We note that only Russian origin wheat seems to calculate into that price. Bangladesh cancelled last week's tender, citing the recent 500,000-tonne government-to-government purchase from Russia, but Pakistan announced a 300,000-tonne tender for September 26th, and Iraq is expected also to be in the market for 300,000 tonnes. To continue, here some of last week's major news by major weed origin and starting with Canada. As of the weekend, spring wheat harvest across the prairies was 57% complete in Manitoba, 68% done in Saskatchewan, and 75% finished in Alberta. Saskatchewan agriculture has their spring wheat yield at 43 bushel per acre, while Alberta Ag is forecasting a 53 bushel yield. Also, last week, Stats Canada put Canadian all wheat production at 34.7 million tonnes, up 56% from last year. Most of the increase is from higher yields at 51.3 bushel average. This would be 42% higher than last year in terms of yield. Spring wheat production of 26.1 million tonnes is up 60% from last year and is the main contributor to the recovery in Canadian wheat production this year. There was strong local demand for uh, for wheat last week, and we heard of several elevator specials and targets being hit. Adding to the strength in futures prices was the plummeting Canadian dollar, which fell to the lowest level since November 2020 at 0.753. We saw very big wheat deliveries to primary elevators in Shipping Wheat 6, with over a million tonnes of wheat entering the Canadian handling system. Most of this is sitting in visible supplies, as just 280,000 tonnes of wheat were loaded for export. Exportable supplies rose to 3.1 million tonnes. We are concerned about railcar supply and data has not yet been released for shipping weeks 5 and 6 but according to the ACT Transport Coalition CNNCP supplied 95% of the hopper cars ordered in week 4.
3: Borsh says a U.S. rail strike was averted this past week, but exports should not be too strong because North American wheat is priced at a huge premium to Russian wheat. She advises farmers to sell only what they need for cash flow and store the rest. She outlined the latest developments in Ukraine shipments.
4: Trade sources say that Russia's huge wheat crop this season will make Northwest European wheat exports non-competitive. On the other hand, the Black Sea supply could face its own challenges, including quality issues and closure of the grain corridor if the deal is not renewed in November. One trader said that more of more than 50% of German new crop grains were already sold out for the first two quarters of the year. Estimates of Russia's September wheat exports range from three and a half to four million tons, which would take the season total to nine to nine and a half million tons. October, twelve and a half percent protein Russian wheat closed at three hundred and twenty dollars per ton, up five dollars on the week.
3: Borsch says excess rain in Australia and dryness, superior dryness in Argentina will also affect world wheat markets in coming months.
0: Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned RM.
5: This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Okay, we've got Peter W. Pete Johnson here, and that's exactly where we're going to start uh, in this segment. Let's talk about fall weed control. Pete, you give me a hard time all the time about most things, but there, there's one, th- because I, I'm not a super agronomist like yourself, but there's one thing I do know. If we can take care of the weeds in the fall, we are really helping ourselves out when it comes to the spring. It's just it's it's just something that I think is very well established, provided we get the time and the conditions to do it. But if we can, we should go for it.
1: Absolutely, Sean. And what do you mean I give you a hard time? Like you, you know, so much about so many things. But you're right. You are an almost there agronomist on this issue, though, a thousand percent correct. It's you just get such a head start. And right now, such an opportunity. So here's a few thoughts. I mean, gosh, we used to be able to desiccate our edible beans with glyphosate in the tank, and now we can't. And the impact that has had, like one of my clients actually said to me, since I can't use glyphosate to desiccate my edible beans, man, my spring weed control has just gone all in the sewer. It's just so much harder. Well, you know, there's lots of options for fall weed control. Glyphosate's, you know, a real tool, but there's lots of other stuff we can do. And what an opportunity we have right now to get out there and do some of that fall weed control, whether it's in wheat stubble or whether it's after the edible beans come off or the soybeans come off, fall weed control takes care of the tough weeds, the ones that Are in the spring we try to control them but they're all translocating up the sow thistle, the dandelion the Canada thistle, the winter annuals like uh, fleabane or stinkweed or, or chickweed man, we fight to get them under control in the spring, particularly in winter wheat because we need to get out there so early in the spring and the conditions just aren't right in the spring fall weed control simply makes your life so much simpler in the next spring just if you get the chance and you don't do it uh, what is like give your head a shake man just go do it
5: now th- this is this is gonna sound silly but you know I I have it's the same premise when it comes to like a lawn right and uh, uh, the what well, be two years ago I, I was lazy in the fall and I didn't get out and spray the dandelions. There's a huge dandelion problem in our neighborhood. But last year I got out there and did it, and I could not believe the difference th- between the two years. And I know farming on thousands of acres is much different, but the concept is exactly the same on 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 weeds like dandelions and some others. You know, that's where you really it, it's it's ju- it's the most effective, right? Yeah,
1: a hundred percent. And it's because In the fall, they're translocating pretty much everything down. All of those perennials, those winter annuals, they're going into let's survive the winter mode. So you spray them, and it goes into the root where you're going to get control. In the spring, they're all saying, ah, Dorothy is gone. We we don't have to survive the winter. Let's produce as much seed and as, as much New plants as we absolutely can, and and so the plant isn't working with you and the herbicide to to give you better control. And a hundred percent, John. Even and I know growers. You know, thousands of acres, thirty thousand acres. How do you get that job done? Man, you don't always get the chance. And I understand that harvest has to come first. But you will get falls, like right now in Ontario, there's lots of opportunity to get out there and do some fall weed control and take advantage. It just You just have to do it. That's all there is. Full stop. You want to be a great grower and on top of weeds is incredibly critical. Fall weed control is the easiest way to make that program work.
5: This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Your aggro weather
0: forecast on the source 620 CKRM.
5: The
3: official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352 1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today with 30% chance of showers. Wind northwest 40, gusting to 60. The high today, 14. The low plus 2 with risk of frost. Wednesday, sunny. Wind northwest 20. The high 16. Tomorrow, the low 0. Thursday, sunny. The high 19. 60% chance of evening showers. The low 7. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 16, the low 7. Saturday, sunny with a high 17, the low plus 3. Sunday, sunny, the high 19, the low plus 4. Monday, sunny, the high near 21. Normal high is 17, the normal low is plus 2. The sun rose at 641 this morning. It sets at 702 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Weyburn in the southeast at 14. The cold spot in the southwest, Cypress Hills, at 5 degrees. On the roundup, Estevan is 13, Saskatoon 11, Swift Current 10, Wayburt once again the hot spot at 14. Yorkton is 12. Cloudy in Regina, it's 12 degrees. That's 54 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west northwest at 43, gusting to 64. Humidity is 59 percent. The barometer rising 101.9. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 13. Winds are from the west at 42, gusting to 55. Once again, Regina cloudy and 12. That's 54
1: Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada.
0: You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Jim Smalley.
3: This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizers just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. A University of Saskatchewan research team is hoping to secure funding to establish a globally unique facility on campus to develop and test plant and insect proteins as a replacement for fish meal. Fish need protein to promote growth and up until about 20 years ago that was provided mainly by fish meal. Dr. Lynn Weber is a professor of veterinary biomedical science at the Western College of Veterinary Medicine at uh, the University of Saskatchewan. She's a co-leader of the project and explains why the aquaculture sector wants to eliminate the need for fish meal.
6: It's ground up fish that's been harvested by dragging often across ocean floors, uh, destroying the environment and depleting fish stocks, but this would be fish that would not be considered to be marketable for humans or for human consumption, so they're kind of quote-unquote coarse fish, but uh, still important parts of the ecosystem. So not only does the act of the fishing to get the fish for the fish meal destroy the environment, but also it depletes the stocks that are the food for the fish that we actually do eat.
3: Over the past couple of decades, some progress has been made in reducing fish meal use.
6: We've gone down to, I think, from 50% fish meal down to about maybe 10 or 12% and we're kind of stalled at that. We still need the fish meal because the fish just don't grow well if we completely replace all of the fish meal. And so the move is to figure out a way to completely replace that protein and not really impair uh, fish growth.
3: Soybeans are being used but Dr. Weber says there are drawbacks.
6: It's slightly toxic it has these plant compounds anti-nutritional factors that impair growth. We actually have to solvent extract the soybean meal before we can use it in fish feed because otherwise it really strips off the intestines and uh, causes inflammation in the gut and uh, the fish just can't absorb their nutrients and grow the way they should.
3: Better results have come from more locally grown crops such as faba beans and peas.
6: So we've used peas primarily. Peas are actually quite nice uh, and fish grow quite well. Again we still need a little bit of fish meal so we need to have further work to do but if you can put about 30 percent peas into the diet and even trout which are kind of a little more finicky than warmer water fish that they grow in southern U.S. like to or catfish and even the trout will go extremely well and trout are very similar to our salmon so if it works in a rainbow trout it'll probably work in a salmon as well.
3: Dr. Weber says there's a lot of interest in establishing an aqua testing facility at the University of Saskatchewan.
6: We've got current partners and have been in talks with people not only within Canada, but also the U.S. and uh, Norway and Scandinavia. There's huge aquaculture there as well as in Asia. Actually, the largest aquaculture market is in Asia. And so that's probably where we're really looking because that will be our biggest market eventually.
3: A testing facility would be able to perform research on nutrition for aquaculture companies.
6: The facility that we're proposing will have these in-tank cameras and before all of you would really get an idea of is, is would the fish eat it? You give them no choice, you throw some food in, if they're hungry enough they might eat it even if they don't like it. But if you really could test whether they really like the taste, then that would be even better and uh, with these cameras in the tanks, we actually think that we'll be able to get at feeding behavior and, and answer that question. Do they Prefer one diet. Maybe they'll eat more and grow better if they actually prefer something, not just that they find it acceptable.
3: Dr. Lynn Weber with the Western College of Veterinary Medicine is a co-leader of a project to potentially establish a unique facility to develop and test alternative fish food. A decision on federal funding for the project will be coming.
0: You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source 620 CKRM.
3: This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small-town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingsupplies.com. A new U.S. study says off-farm income is increasingly important for the U.S. farming community. Researchers at the University of Missouri found 82% of U.S. farm household income now comes from off-farm sources. Most farmers cited reliable income as the top reason for off-farm employment, as one-half of farm households have negative farm income in a typical year. Health and retirement benefits were also cited as key reasons for off farm jobs within farm households. The study was commissioned by CoBank and also found only 6.5% of workers in rural counties were working in agriculture compared to 15% in 1970. The largest single source of employment in rural areas is the service sector, accounting for 57% of all jobs. The majority of residents are committing to jobs outside their home counties. As a result, rural and urban communities have grown. Grown economically closer, counties that were farm dependent in 2015 have seen population decline 4%. But rural counties not farm dependent have grown 55% in population. Off-farm jobs are especially critical for young and beginning farmers.
0: The market updates with Jim Smalley on the Source 620 CKRM.
3: Market update is brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building materials supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. Grain prices were mixed in early trading this morning. By Terra, prices for canola fell two twenty at seven fifty two sixty five. Number one, Red Spring wheat rose seventeen dollars fifty one cents at four. 0653. The rest were unchanged. Durham 399.56. Feed barley 30287. Chickpeas 925.95. Flax 627.67. Lentils 70450. Oats 25532, Yellow Peas 431.13, and Feed Wheat 289.56. At Minneapolis, December spring wheat gained 30 and a half cents at 948 and three-quarter cents.
0: It's the Livestock Reports on the Source 620 CKRM.
3: The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes.
7: This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 20th. Our last regular sale was on September 14th. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.93 cents to $1. three. d D3 cows sold from $0.83 cents to $0.93. Counter cows sold from $0.60 cents to $0.70. Cents. And Good Butcher Bulls sold from $1.27 to $1.37. We had a barn burner here in Weyburn on September 12th. Yearlings sold very strong. 500 to 550 pound stairs averaged $2.48 and sold up to 550 to 600 pound steers averaged $2.48 and sold up to $2.54. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $2.48 and sold up to $2.54. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $2.60 and sold up to $2.76. 700 to 800 pound steers averaged $2.60 and sold up to $2.76. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $2. Two dollars and forty-one cents, and sold up to two dollars and fifty-eight cents. And steers over nine hundred pounds averaged two dollars and twenty-three cents, and sold up to two dollars and forty-five cents. Heifers were about thirty cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets cattle and the prices too.
8: And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold seven thousand hogs Monday, selling in a range of two hundred thirty-two to two hundred forty-five dollars per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,300 head, selling in a range of $233 to $248 per CKG. Hams cash hog price today is mixed, and forward contract prices opened mixed this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is down two basis points, with the daily exchange at 1.3288. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash prices are mixed with the Western Cornwall down $1.10 U.S. 100 weight, while the national formulas are up $0.35 compared to the previous reporting day. The weekly trend in all regions is nevertheless biasing higher so far this week after trending lower for the previous four. The cutout is supportive and likewise trending higher after seeing pressure throughout all of August. The turnaround in the cutout is not as seasonally pronounced as the trends in the cash markets, but last year cutout prices improved 8% over the last three weeks of September. Meanwhile, lean hog futures are mixed with the remaining 2022 contracts trading under modest pressure, while the 2023 contracts are seeing some support. The moves are not drastic, however, and lean hog futures have not made significant gains over the past three sessions, despite moving higher as a trend. Additional value in Canadian forward contracts is coming from the low Canadian dollar, which is trading below 75 cents for the first time since October of 2020.
3: In Regina, it's cloudy and 12 degrees. That's 54 Fahrenheit. Coming up, the resource
0: This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley.
3: Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. A rare earth summit is being held in Saskatoon designed to showcase Saskatchewan as a continental hub for critical rare earths processing. Vital Metals Limited will unveil phase one of its rare earth extraction facility. It is alongside the Saskatchewan Research Council's $55 million vertically integrated rare earth processing facility, a first of its kind in North America. Initially the province will see an estimated 100 plus new jobs created between the two projects. Rare earth elements are needed for electric vehicles, wind turbines, air conditioners, mobile phones, LEDs and other fast-growing technologies. Canadian Chamber of Commerce President Perrin Beattie says Canada has the potential to be a world leader in supplying the critical minerals market. Saskatchewan is taking steps to being a continental hub for value-added rare earth products needed for consumer goods, industrial applications, as well as green infrastructure. On the markets, the TSX is down 250 points to 19,311. The Dow has fallen 344 points to 30,675. Oil has fallen $1.25 at $84.11 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.90 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon.
1: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.